You're listening to the Weekly Buzz, brought to you by electricianslibrary.com, where we're building the world's largest online informational resource for the electrical trades, including product videos, data sheets, stories, and more. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash electricianslibrary, and follow us on Twitter at electriclibrary. Now, on with the show. And welcome back, Buzz Nation. This is John Workman. And this is John Muir. We're excited to be bringing you episode 28 of the Weekly Buzz. Hard to believe, but we're getting back into it. I was going to say, what did we say last week? We're going to be consistent. (laughs) This is two weeks in a row, and we're killing it. We're just killing this stuff. We should be like, it's probably because we have faces made for radio, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And since you can uh, definitely see that, you know, we'll just let you imagine. Well, you know. (laughs) Just check out a little bit of Instagram. You know, Ooh. we're posting. We're posting. Going to start posting some more pictures on the old Facebook too, so that you guys can get a more personal feel of who we are. Not to mention, if you even care about that, who knows? <laughs> who wouldn't care about a face right. like yours? Face like I mean, you know, it's beautiful. I need to grow my beard back. So you do. do. You do. Gosh, you're like getting all religious or something <laughs> on us. You just never know. You never know. <laughs> Episode twenty-eight. So where are we at? Where are we at? We're going to talk about some Instagram shout-outs real quick. Who's our first shout-out, Johnny Boy? Looks like it's at Caleb underscore Hefner 23. Are you related to Hugh, Caleb? Is there any chance you're related to Hugh? So Caleb Hefner 23. Have there been 22 other Caleb underscore Hefners? That is the question. Maybe if they uh, came from Hugh, yes. <laughs> that is very possible. <laughs> Dang. It's kind of like the George Foreman and yeah, George Foreman and George. You know, lots of Caleb's. Uh, so shout out to you, Caleb. Thanks for following us on Instagram. We really appreciate it. Just taking a look. You're our kind of guy. You got some guns. Uh, you got some guns on there. You got a bow on there. Looks like you might be a pool player. Looking at a picture that you posted... Uh, uh, hundred and thirteen weeks ago. So that's a while ago. <laughs> Whoa! But it's the beach. Finally at the beach. That is one long dock. That is a long dock out on the ocean. There. That looks pretty sweet. I'd be interested to know where exactly that is. So, anyways, he may respond and tell you. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tag you, Caleb, so that you'll know that you got the shout out. <laughs> but uh, so check out at Caleb C A L E B underscore Hefner. Just like you, 23. So that's our first Instagram shout-out. Who's the next one there, Johnny? At jdoggy55. jdoggy55 says, James, Canadian, electrician's apprentice. I'm a little more country than that. Ooh. But he's a private user, so we can't get on and look at his stuff. Dang it. I'm not super up on Instagram. I guess I should look. Maybe if we follow him, then maybe we can see his stuff. But jdoggy55. Yeah. Shout out goes to you for following Electrician's Library. Yeah, I think if we follow him, he still has to uh, allow oh, does he us have yeah, to approve it. I think he has to approve it. Ah, I but see. I'm not a I'm not a huge Instagram guy either. The technicalities, but at any rate, thank you, Caleb and Jay Doggy. Jay, we Doggy appreciate you tuning in and following us. 
Yeah, so make sure and tune in to uh, the other episodes of Electrician or the Weekly Buzz on electricianslibrary.com. And you can hear some of the other shout outs, see who else has been following us, who we're following. And there's a lot of there's a lot of cool people out there that do some really cool stuff on Instagram. I I gotta say, I I kind of shied away from Instagram for a long time <laughs> because it was new and I didn't really know what it was. And my wife was doing it a lot. Yeah, your wife was kind of girly, you know. So I didn't. <laughs> That's true. Want to be involved That's in true. It. <laughs> in fact, my wife's cousin told me she's like, "What are you still doing on Facebook? You need to be on Instagram." I'm just oh. like, "Instagram's stupid." Well, <laughs> and and now there's so many you can't even keep up. I mean, yeah. you know, Vine and blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah, so we're st- we're sticking to the basic, you know, the kind of the core social medias: Facebooks, Instagrams, Pinterest, and not so much Pinterest, a little bit. Twitter, but the Instagram is really cool because, I mean, if any of you aren't on Instagram, there's a lot of people that post a lot of cool pictures, and we've actually gotten quite a few comments about the stuff that we post because on Instagram, we're trying to post um, the educational type stuff. So we're posting pictures of of fittings, pictures of parts, pictures of tools. Um, You know, we put out a... uh, we put out a uh, article, blog article last week um, about continuous load, and just kind of put the majority of the article on Instagram. We got a lot of good feedback from uh, from people commenting saying how useful this is, and that's what we're trying to do on Instagram. I know there are a lot of people on Instagram that just like to post pictures of weed, and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe some. I need to follow people on Instagram more. <laughs> Maybe some inappropriate <laughs> pictures of of uh, body parts, but that's not what we do. Yeah, we're yeah. we're all about uh, trying to edumacate ed- you guys out ed- there. <laughs> so, <laughs> on new words, I mean, right. it's, it's, we're making up words too. It's like a constant dictionary uh, <laughs> lesson here. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's uh, that's our Instagram shout-outs for the week. So once again, we appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, I think we're, we're going to head right into a tool review. All right, welcome to the today's tool review. Uh, I'm holding in my uh, gigantic ape-like hands a uh, Thomas & Betts WT... Whiskey Tango 2000 Stake-On Tool. So this is basically a multi-tool for stake-ons, for stripping wire, for crimping, um, all kinds of cool different things. I remember this was one of the first set of pliers, strippers that I purchased during my apprenticeship. And uh, I really enjoyed it because you could cut the wire on the tip. Then right below that, you've got a crimper. One of the other cool things that I really liked about it was uh, it's got... Um, some cutters to cut screws. So it'll cut 440s, 832s, 1032s, 1024s, and 632s. And all you got to do is screw those screws right into uh, right in those holes and then crimp it down, um, squeeze those pliers together, and it'll cut the screws off for you if they're too long. Then it'll strip wires, you know, stranded and solid from ranges on the stranded side from 10, clear down to 22. And then uh, on the solid side from 8, clear down to 18. And then also on the Stacons, it's got a little color coding, ABC, red, blue, and yellow, so that you know where exactly to crimp uh, the Stacons. So check that out, the WT2000, Whiskey Tango 2000 Stacon tool from Thomas & Betts. Uh, I think you'd really enjoy it, um, like I did. So 
Thanks, and let's get back into the show. And welcome back, Buzz Nation. Hope you enjoyed that tool review. Uh, great tool to have in your tool belt. And we're going to dive now into the meat of our episode. Oh, the meat. And uh, talk it's like today. steak. Steak. Filet. I don't know if this is quite filet mignon, uh, but, but it's definitely a good T-bone. That's a good <laughs> T-bone steak right here. At any rate, something good to gnaw on, huh? That's right. That's right. Conduit. We're going to dive into conduit. You conduit. You conduit. <laughs> We're going to talk about the different types of conduit and uh, kind of a little bit about each one and why you would use it and where. So there's, and we've even learned today, there are several more different kinds of conduit than what is even typically used. I mean, on our list in front of us, we've got... Three, six, nine different kinds of conduit. Um, and really, it looks like at least six of those, at least six of those are used on a regular basis by most electricians. There are going to be a few there that, that aren't probably considered a regular use by some of these guys. And, and yeah, and so, and he, you know, John mentions that, and that's based on what we're seeing. I mean, we deal with this stuff every day, so some of these are far more common than others. I was reading that the actual definition of conduit, uh, as it refers to electricity, is a tube or trough for protecting electrical wiring. Nice. So, you know, that that does encompass all nine of these that we have got listed on our whiteboard right in front of us. Because they do all protect. Protection is the key. And they are all tubular. That's right. <laughs> Tubular in nature for the purpose Used of protection. protection. So we're going we're gonna to go with probably one of the most, well, we'll talk about the three most common first. So the first one is GRC or RMC. So, yes, RMC is, stands for Rigid Metallic Conduit. Mm-hmm. And uh, one type of that is GRC, which is Galvanized Rigid Conduit. Correct. Which is the most, uh, it's the thickest walled conduit. Uh, heavy metal can be made out of steel or aluminum. And uh, also. Um, the GRC is hot dip galvanized. That, there you go. So tip, there you go. typically that galvanized, it's, it's hot dip galvanized. And this is to prevent corrosion, you know, corrosion resistance. And it's also considered to be non combustible. So you're not going to walk up to it and. You know, start this stuff on fire <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> you know, but it's the cool thing about rigid, and that's that's just what we call it. I mean, I'm sure that's what most of you guys out there call it too, but somebody says they want conduit. Well, do you want rigid? Do you want EMT? Do you want IMC? We just call it rigid. I mean, for the most part. Rarely do I find myself saying, do you want some GRC? You know, we just yeah. say, do you want some rigid? You know, so... Uh, it's it's pretty versatile. You can use it indoor. You can use it outdoor, underground, and believe it or not, it can be uh, it can be used in concealed or exposed locations, and it can also be um, coated, like put a PVC coating over it. We call that Rob Roy, which yeah, you know, which, which is, is a is really a brand yeah, name, it's a right? brand name, but you know, PVC coated pipe. Uh, if you've ever used any of that. It's just this really thick PVC coating that 
I mean, you can actually cut it off with a knife, but it also gives greater greater corrosion resistance on it. So, interesting question then. Uh, if it's rated for underground, around here they don't let them use it underground, do no, they? No. Well, they make them wrap it. Around here, they make them put a wrap on it. Yeah, I don't know if that's common everywhere. I guess we should have looked that up. But, uh, yeah, here, if you want to use this rigid uh, pipe underground, it has to be wrapped with the electrical uh, pipe wrap mm-hmm. and uh, or the, have the PVC coated yeah. uh, coating on it. So. Yeah. And where we see a lot of the PVC coated rigid is out on, uh, like, oil well locations. Um oil refineries or yeah. compressor station, you know, things of that nature where they have the opportunity of having maybe a little bit of hazardous material type of situations going on where maybe the environment might be just a little more corrosive. Okay. So that's, that's where we see the majority of our um, PVC coated rigid going. You know, this all this pipe that we talk about can come in different lengths. Uh, most common lengths on uh, on this pipe is 10 feet. I, that's what we sell. Them. Yeah, and we sell them at 10 feet, but that's mostly what we get asked for. Mm-hmm. I mean, here and there you hear people say, oh, do you have a six-foot you know, yeah. piece or what? No, we don't. We no, nope, but you can take steps, a hacksaw but... and cut it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> It'll take a little work, especially, yeah. you know, that six-inch rigid. Oh, jeez. That was heavy, too. We uh, recently sold some uh, a customer some six inch rigid sweep nineties. It was all we could do for one person to pick up yeah, to pick one of those one up. of those elbows. Yep, it, it was, was heavy ridiculous. stuff. Ridiculous. Obviously, because of the thickness of the pipe and uh, being made out of metal, it is the most expensive. Yeah, uh, especially if it's PVC coated. And the other thing to realize, we you know we'll have some people off the street just come in and, and ask us for this stuff. Rigid, as far as I've ever seen it, always comes threaded. It always comes threaded, and it always has a coupling on it. That's right. It's how we buy it stocked from the factory. So EMT is not that way. But IMC, which we'll talk about now, comes the same way. IMC, intermediate metal conduit, um, it's a little thinner wall, so... And you can definitely feel it. If you pick up a piece of 2-inch rigid and a piece of 2-inch IMC, there's a significant weight difference in those two pieces of pipe. And it's just it's used in just more commercially-type areas. I know I've started to see a lot more people using that for their mast for an overhead service instead of 2-inch instead of rigid because it is lighter and it's less expensive. Which makes you wonder if certain jurisdictions require certain... Could be. Thicknesses of pipe. Yeah, definitely, definitely could be. But what I was reading today is that the GRC and the IMC, so the rigid and the intermediate conduit, the reason they are threaded is because they're thick enough to thread, hmm. which is different from the EMT. Which just doesn't have enough thickness. Just doesn't have enough thickness to get a thread on it and maintain its integrity. You know what's interesting here, though, <clears throat> as I read one of these definitions from one of these pipe manufacturers, it says um, IMC... Provides lighter weight, lower cost solution for jobs that require the same strength as galvanized rigid conduit. Hmm. So I'd be interested to do a little research as to why IMC has the same strength. And if it is the same strength, what is the difference? Why would you need a GRC if if it's the same strength as IMC? We'll have to research that one a little bit more because that's an interesting point. 
Well, certainly the your mindset would you know you it would logic would tell you if it's thicker it's stronger. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, so uh, yeah, we've got rigid, uh, the thickest, intermediate, and then we have EMT, which uh, stands for. I'm trying to remember what that stands for now. Uh, electrical, electrical metallic, metallic tubing. tubing, which is actually just a thin wall tubing. It's the thinnest wall tubing. Often you see that run indoors. Yeah, I mean uh, it's. Well, you see it outdoors I too see it, because but, you know you have uh, big compression fittings that uh, that are true. watertight. That's true. So, but it's it's more of the residential, light commercial type stuff. I mean. Rarely are you going to see EMT in the heavy industrial type areas. Yeah. And, you know, it's not threaded. It's really light. Um, easy to bend. You, I, I don't know that you can bend rigid over one inch with a hand bender. Yeah. And even one inch, might you, you got to put some weight on that to, to bend a piece of one inch rigid. And maybe the reason that I was thinking that with EMT that's used mostly indoors is because most of the time in a, in, in a residential setting, you really don't need the pipe. Right. You know, you don't need the something to run the your wiring through. You just run it through the walls and, you know, don't have as big of a need. And on a commercial job, most of the time outside, you're using one of the thicker pipes. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. We we there are compression fittings that make EMT watertight when you make that uh, connection. So by far, those are probably probably the most common that we're selling. Other than other than PVC, PVC. Yep. So what does that stand for? It's polyvinyl chloride, I think, yep. is what PVC stands for. But that's correct. basically your plastic pipe, your gray plastic pipe, which comes also in different thicknesses. We uh, sell a Schedule 40, which is just, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it regular, but the thinnest. <laughs> That's what we call the standard. <laughs> the standard. Everybody around here buys a Schedule 40. And then we have a Schedule 80, which, which is a, is thicker. a thicker mm-hmm. uh, PVC pipe. So um, I've seen those in 10-foot sticks, but I've also seen, also seen 20-foot sticks. Yeah, there's some, there's quite some guys often. that sell the, the 20-footers. And... Uh, I I don't know. I've never sold a twenty footer, but that's just that's a big piece of pipe. I just know when we unload conduit trucks, oftentimes there's twenty footers on there. So, yeah, uh, PVC can be used underground. In fact, it, it's yeah. It's so if you get the often schedule, used underground here, yeah, underground. But they also use the Schedule eighty sometimes for services around here. Just depends on what mood the inspector's in. Yeah, in fact, in our jurisdiction, I think it states that if uh, PVC is used above ground, it needs to be rated Schedule 80. Otherwise, you need to use uh, the rigid pipe or the IMC, the intermediate, on the service anyway. So, and we might add that these all come in just standard. There are standard uh, trade sizes for these, half inch, three quarter, one inch, one and a quarter, one and a half. Clear up to six yeah. inch, I think. I think everything's pretty much available on a six inch. Yep. Six <clears throat> inch. We don't sell a lot of that, but uh, we know out in the city they stock that stuff, so we're just in a little small town. Yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't we don't see, see a lot the, of six inch. We don't inch see the great big projects. PVC like, or Like some anything. of you guys do out That's there. That's right. Um, so there's a couple on here that I guess, 
We've known her as conduit, but we've never really known it as conduit. <laughs> I guess you might, you know, that might be one way of putting it. We know it's conduit, but we just don't think of it as conduit sometimes. But we call it still tight, which I think that's also a a brand, you know. But there's liquid tight, seal tight. It's a flexible, so it's a flexible conduit, but you can get that with a metal interior or non-metallic. So metallic or non-metallic, which the metallic is just like an aluminum or steel flex. Corrugated. Which is awesome. also yeah. conduit. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got your, your uh, just your plain, we'll call it plain steel or aluminum flex. But then they'll take that and they'll put a plastic coating on the outside of it or PVC coating on the outside of it and turn it into a siltite, which is weather, sunlight, and all that good stuff resistant. Um, you see that a lot of times going from motors or from like air conditioners or from, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the word, but like a little, I know around here they're called rose mounts, but they're little, uh, little meter type things that will go on top of tanks. Oh yeah. You know? And so basically anywhere that it's just easier instead of making a whole bunch of bends, you can use this seal tight or liquid tight. Or metallic, you know, metallic flex to go from your device or your box over to the conduit. And that's really the the purpose of it is that you don't have to make the bends. I mean, yeah. it's flexible enough. You can you can bend it with your hands and, I mean, just will take the shape of uh, what you're trying to get it to do. I've even seen people bring it out of meter mains, which mm-hmm. is kind of weird. But, wow. you know, I, I have seen I've seen that done before. And of course, for each of these, they make uh, specific fittings to yep. fit in these yep. that are made to fit. I mean, it's hard to get a flex fitting. Uh, so, a, uh, what are so we? It's like an aluminum or steel. Yeah, flex. A flexible metallic conduit fitting to get into <laughs> the non or to the what are we I'm trying to use the correct term? Liquid tight flexible metal conduit. There you go. I mean, you, you can't intermingle and get the right the right fitting. It just yeah, doesn't just, work. They very just don't well. work most of the time. Another one that's on here is ENT. Uh, ENT. Affectionately known as Smurf Tube. That's right. Around here, anyways. And Usually oftentimes it is blue. Yeah. <laughs> Most times blue. Um, I have, we got some the other day. It was white, wasn't it? It was like yellow or. They actually make all kinds of colors. All uh, kinds. We just <clears throat> were dealing with some the other day. They make red, blue, yellow, white. Oh, I mean several Dude, colors. You could have like this rainbow of That's smart right. tube. Like, Ooh, you could be and, awesome. and since it is flexible, you could actually make a you rainbow. You could actually make a rainbow out of it. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Electrical non-metallic tubing. Of course, it's it's non-metallic. It has no metal in it. It's just a a plastic. Uh, yeah, it's not even PVC. It's just yeah, it's just plastic, plastic that uh, people use, and obviously. Uh, uh, in fact, we had a guy in the other day saying he needed to run some of this in the stairwall uh-huh. uh, on a house that he was helping wire, and he was just going to run that through instead of uh, just to protect the wiring that he was running down through the stairwall from being penetrated by anything. Sheetrock screws, maybe, yeah. which happens often. Happens all the time. Um, That's why you supposedly need arc vault breakers, That's which right. we'll cover that in another episode. <laughs> Seems like most of the time those ENT seal tight, this flex, they're sold in rolls, standard rolls. But if you're nice guys like us, we'll often cut it to the foot uh, for people. 
But uh, we're all about service. <clears throat> service is the key. That's right. Now, a couple other things on here that we hadn't really thought of, uh, but are considered um, uh, conduit because they are tubular in tubular, nature and they and protect. protect. Uh, they make fiber conduit, which, which uh, is fiberglass. Fiberglass, and which we, we do have. We stocked some fiberglass nineties, which one of the biggest keys to those, at least for our utility companies around here, is when they get into a long pole and their rope starts heating up against that pipe, it'll typically it'll burn a hole right through the edge of that ninety, and that's even possible on those straight runs if you got any kind of bends or anything involved. So that fiberglass, it won't, that rope won't eat through the fiberglass like it will the PVC pipe. Yeah. So, so it's stronger. Little... It's a lot more expensive. A lot. Mucho we... dinero. Mucho. Uh, we've got clay fired conduit and I know nothing about this. Say, this is one I've this never heard of either. This is a surprise to me. Yep. I've never heard of it. So I, we can't really give you guys an explanation of what clay fired is. If any of if any of you use this, then uh, shoot us a, a little bit of information. Yeah, on it. we'd be interested to know if you've ever used clay fired conduit and where you've used it. Clay fired conduit. I mean, I can kind of visualize in my mind what it is, but I I just never heard of it, and I don't know if it's old. Maybe it's old. Hmm. Maybe it's like pre PVC or something like that. You know, one other that we uh, talked about, and I forgot to write up here, but it's uh, still considered conduit, apparently, is wire duct. Hmm. Also affectionately known as wire mold. Wire mold. Hmm. Yeah, they have wire ducting, but they, they actually said that. They had in parentheses wire molding. Yep, which is a just a, it's a brand. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, just a raceway. It obviously is, it serves the same purpose. It's to protect the wiring from being exposed. Yeah. And, and it's uh, usually usually remodeled type jobs where it's just not possible at all to run. You know, you can screw it right to the exterior of the wall, the surface of the wall, and uh, it, it's just typically whenever I've seen it, anyways, it's just where it's just not feasible to to get in and add new new wiring or circuits like cinder block. Yeah, cinder block. Like my very first house, it was it. Was made in. It was built in what 1953, I think it was. But back then, they would use these three-inch logs instead of studs. Yeah. And so these three-inch logs. So my walls were basically solid wall all the way through. And at, at this time, when I first bought it, I knew nothing about electrical. And so my grandpa come over and he looked at it. He's like, "Oh, let's just go get some wire mold." So down at the base, along the base. I had wire mold run along every bit of base of my house. <laughs> and then he'd just stub up some new new boxes, just surface mount boxes. So it's kind of ugly to have those boxes sticking off. But, man, when you got to have power, you got to have power. Well, yeah, what else are you going to do? Yeah, sometimes that's the only option that you have for uh, for adding new circuits to your house. So, Anyways, that's kind of the rundown on condo. Who'd have thought that we'd be able to talk for 20 minutes about condo? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even touch any of the fittings. They've got elbows oh, yeah. for these things. Yeah. They've got 90s. They've got uh, long 45s, sleeves. 45 and a half. Oh, gosh. They've got everything. Rain-type fittings, set screw connectors. You know, we can get into all that stuff at a later date. Yeah, couplings, male <laughs> adapters, female, female adapters. adapters. They've got everything you can think of. Condolettes. Which, if you head over to electricianslibrary.com, we do have a section for product videos. And we don't have videos for all of these up yet. We're still working on it. 
but you can go over there if you're unsure about some of these uh, some of these fittings and such, and you can get on and see what videos we've got made up. And we just kind of explain, give a short little one to two minute explanation of what they are, because that's usually about all you need. Show you what they are, and you can get a better understanding of of how all these fittings work together. And you know what? There's a there is something for every application. Absolutely. I mean, they make something for everything. That's what I'm learning is if if you haven't seen it, it's still probably out there. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> it's just a matter made it. of finding it. And uh, another thing I've noticed as we're throwing around all these terms. One thing I noticed when I got into this, dealing with electrical, it's about like any other thing. You have to learn a new language. Yeah. It's just like learn to be a doctor or learn. I mean. They start throwing terms around. And you're just like, what? If you're but, building houses, you've got your own lingo. If you're being an electrician, you've got your own lingo. If you're a doctor, you've got your own lingo. It doesn't matter what you do. You're, you're going to have to learn. And that's something for all you apprentices out there that you'll come to find out really quickly. Education is key. If you Absolutely. want to excel in, in any profession, just like you need we to talked be about last week. Yep. Knowledge is potential power. Potential power. Somebody wrote an awesome blog post That's about right. that on uh, electricianslibrary.com. <laughs> so Google that. Knowledge is potential power, electricianslibrary.com. That's right. So Anyway, with that being said, uh, I think we'll try to wrap up episode 28. We don't want to take too much of your time. but Another one to, in the books. Another one in the books. Uh, second week in a row, we've been consistent. We'll continue at it. Next week, we've got another one coming for you that will be good. Uh, but obviously, this is just an overview. Uh, if you want to get into any of the, the specifics, especially the apprentices, imagine most of you journeymen and especially master electricians know everything about uh, conduit and its applications. But for you uh, apprentices, it's a good review, and you can delve into it more. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll, we uh, actually have a short blog post about rigid GRC RMC conduit on electricianslibrary.com and we'll get we'll get some more up con- that's going to cover these other conduits just so that uh, just so it's there because like the name says electricians library we want this to be a place where you guys can come and find basically any resource you need obviously it's going to be years in the making to get it all up but Go over there and check it out. We'll get some some more articles up concerning these other types of conduits so that you have a reference tool. That's really what we want it to be. We want it to be a reference tool that you guys can keep coming back to uh, year after year. Just like the code book and the uglies book, right? That's right. People turn to them. Why not Electrician's Library? Electrician's Library will become the staple (laughs) that you need for your electrical knowledge. That is correct. Sweet. Well, you uh, can do it. You can do it. Absolutely. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to sign off, put this one to bed, and next week we will bring you another exciting episode, 28 of Electricians, or of the Weekly Buzz. I got Electricians Library on my mind. Well, next week will be 29, right? Man, it will be 29. (laughs) Where's my head? Uh, My head is not where it should be. Just so you guys know, I've got a fun announcement coming up in a couple of days. And uh, that's where my head is because actually by the time you hear this, it will already happen. So I'm fine to tell you guys I'm adopting a baby. My wife and I are adopting. Uh, This is going to be baby number six. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, he is crazy. uh, I am crazy, and that's just where my head is. So episode 29 coming at you next week. Until next time, stay grounded.